Hello, bonjour, welcome, bienvenue to the Football English Podcast. I'm your host, Liam, and once again, I'm joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. And we're happy to be joined by Jonathan. Hi, everyone. In this episode, it's eventful, that's all I'll say. Um, stay tuned if you're wanting to listen to some um, bad reactions to um, a poor or well performance, if that's your um, if that's your thing, you're in the right place. Obviously, um, we'll be discussing all the aftermath and fallout of that um, disappointing, in nice words, defeat to Ulster, which saw Leon lose 3-0. Uh, we'll also be discussing um, OL's next game against Clemel at the weekend, and we'll also be discussing transfers as well. You know, it's that time of season. There's things coming in and out. It's all, but um, it's all a bit of a mess. So all of that come. But first up, the elephant in the room, Alger. Um, in my opinion, that's one of the worst OL performances I've ever seen, if not the absolutely dreadful three um, nil. Poor defending, mistakes and red cards were all features and Corney, Marcelo, you know, the um, the the left hand side of defence, Ali Cho, it just didn't um, it just didn't work for us at all. Something was just wrong. Uh this has sparked lots of controversy around the club where you know fan groups have spoken out against it, wanting the players to re- to react rather than talk. Um, there's been press releases surrounding specific players. I'm sure we'll be discussing them in a little bit uh, more. But to begin with, just a, just a summary. How would you rank that performance in some of the worst you've ever seen, Jonathan? I, I know everyone is always like a culture of the instant. You know, like the last thing you see is always the worst or the best. Yeah, that's true. But I really, I mean, four in the morning for me. So I don't know, but I was really focused. I had nothing else to do. And it was so bad. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I thought, to me, it was the worst. I, I don't know if that's just because it's um, like a latest thing, but I couldn't believe how careless the, uh, these good players were with the ball. That's really what, I, what shocked me. It's not as much, you know, our defense being bad. Okay, our defense being bad, Marcelo being slow and fouling. Coordinate being out of position. Those are things that I'm, we're used to, and I'm not surprised. But things that are shocking to me was Guimarães and Paqueta being so poor. I mean, they every time they got the ball, they just wanted to go up front to Toko and you know, deep, and they never passed the ball. I don't think there was five passes in a row the entire first half. Besides, we don't count those defensive passes, but in the midfield, there was no passing. They just got the ball, looked forward, threw it up, and it was terrible and I, I could say like don't they realize that we need to calm down and, and keep the ball because every time we lose the ball we get a counter and the other team has a real chance so I could understand that they didn't get they weren't smart enough to understand that we had to calm down and it just got worse and worse and, it, and they never what was shocking was that they never changed they never decided okay let's do something different or let's Let's, uh, no, at halftime, let's come back and have a different mentality. The whole game from beginning to end was terrible. You know, they had a few a few chances here and there, but it was just a poor performance by everyone. I mean, I think every single player was bad. You know, some are worse than others. So, to me, that was the worst. Um, I can't get worse than this. So, I'm, I'm positive like that. Let's be positive that this was the lowest it can go, and it can only be good from here. 
I'm glad you could find a positive in it because um, after 75 minutes, I'd just had enough and thought, right, let's that's enough of this. I'm not um, I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those games where you know we could come back in three or four months' time and think, you know, what's happened. You know, we could be we could be in a much better place in three months. Could be that optimistic thinking as well. But uh, what what did you think of? Uh, of the game, Tom, you know, if you could describe it in one word, maybe um, out of your vocabulary in, in French or English, how would you, um, how would you describe the game? Um, one word, Jesus. Um, Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> Positively or negatively? I, actually, I think you should... I've got to take a positive here. You can use the video recording of this game and show it to every school of football in France and say, this is how not to defend. <laughs> I To bounce back on, on what Jonathan said in terms of, of, obviously, yes, culture of the instant and being some of the worst games. I've seen some bad games in my time as a well fan. It's been over, over 10 years. Um, I remember some that were maybe more disappointments than bad performances. Going out to Dinamo Zagreb in, in the Champions League was one of them uh, from nearly, well, probably 10 years ago now. It feels like 2011, 2021, there's, there's a cycle here of we used to have terrible players and a terrible manager and it was always going wrong. And, and it feels like there's some glimpse of it now and I'm quite worried. Um, just in terms of, of, of the game itself, I... I think I missed uh start of the second half. And I think luckily, just for my heart and for my soul, I just luckily I missed out on 10 minutes where I was just like, yeah, no, this is this is terrible. Um I I'm I think I'm quite lucky I didn't watch the Marcelo goal um live. Um yeah, you are. <laughs> I was just I rewatched it like that's a shot. That, that's a wow. Um, Can we actually ask what he's doing in that situation? Because he's got the ball, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look like he's in too much danger. He tries to pass the ball back to Lopez, what thing you look like a pass. And then before you know it, the ball's in the back of the net. What he's done doesn't actually look like it's possible, even if he meant it. I think uh, there's there's a glimpse of Marcel's goes against PSG. I think there's, there's a glimpse of that. Um Actually, in terms of bad performances, I think that's another very yeah. good one. Um, yes. But I think we'll, we'll get into um, Marcelo's golfing career later on, but I think that's a hole-in-one. That's definitely an amazing shot he's had there. Um, again, it, uh, we didn't say this at the start of the episode, but if you're a fan of AFTV, this is going to be a great episode for you um, because I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. I, I can't believe... We're one of the rare people to get a one in Lequipe. That, that's going to mark history. That, that is just appalling. And overall, getting an overall of three out of ten is just... It's, yeah, mind-blowing, I think, is a very good word to, to resume all of that. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I Actually, in terms of motivation and determination to play a game, I think my Sunday league sometimes plays better than that. And I used to lose 13-2 in these very poor leagues <laughs> in the southeast of France. So I can tell you, 
I have seen some bad performances at Sunday League level, but this is a whole other level. And that says a lot because they're professional normally. I mean, if you switched the jerseys of the two teams, you would have been like, you know, Lyon was the that's the other team around. You would never know that Lyon was the, the no. team. And we were. again, if I don't know if we'll mention this at any point because we're still a bit salty with Angers and so on, but hats off to Batik. He's done something quite incredible. There's some very yeah. good players in there. That and military routine doesn't look so yeah. now, does it? <laughs> we we laughed about it last week, and it turns out it's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of these players, I don't know if it's just against us, but they looked really good. That show, young yeah, guy, he looks incredible. He, it's always so, against us. I mean, Everyone like is amazing against us. <laughs> Everyone. I mean, <laughs> Apart we didn't from help us. ourselves, but credit where credit's due, you know, they did play well. But, you know, when you've got um, you've got Corne and uh, Marcelo on the pitch, you know, Corne with his... Um, Rash challenge in nice I can't believe he's not sent off uh, Marcelo for that oh, first yeah. tackle. Well, for That's... all for how, how many tackles do you want to look at? He probably tackled the same player about five times and was yeah, still but that, that one before half time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, he's gonna smash his knees. I it, 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 wow, <laughs> just scissor kicked him. You, we're even talking about things like that. You can see why you got a wood in the cake. It was just, it's one of the worst individual performances I've ever seen on a football pitch. It's just everything was calamitous. You know, he tries to win the ball back, doesn't win the ball back, and nearly breaks 17 year old's leg. <laughs> I, I can think of two other performances about that level David Luiz in the 7 1 defeat to oh, Germany. God. Yeah. Loris Carrius in the final of the Champions League. Oof. Yeah. In recent history, that's about all I've got. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. The lucky thing for Marcelo is that this was Angers in the, um, uh, the league Ligue second match of the season, but the um, I don't think the consequences are really lucky for Marcelo. Uh, just before we talk about Marcelo, what did you think of Cornet's red card? Cornet's red card? I mean, or lack of red card, you mean? You are sorry. Well, did Cornet have a red no, card? No, Cornet's red yeah. card. Yeah, he got a red card. Oh, sorry, I got confused. I thought it was Marcelo. Yeah, Cornet, Cornet's red card. I mean, it was fair. I mean, I thought they both should have gotten a red card. So yes, um, I was convinced he was going to get like yeah. VAR and then red card, and I was like, Marcelo he's going to go off. Three red cards. I was surprised he actually gave us more chances. Some of the fouls when they're already yellow, I thought would have yeah. been a second of faster. Um, do you think I, I, we would have blamed people for red cards usually when they're when they're not a direct red card? It's it's more of he's just late because the they're just late. The entire team's late and he has no choice. I mean, the first fouls on both the yellow, I think, are just smart fouls. You know, those smart fouls to stop a play, um, sort of. I mean, they're behind, but if it's just a yellow, you're not upset. Um, but it's the second one where usually you have to not do that challenge. Um, I saw Marcelo on one of the and one of the towards the end of the game there was Marcelo was really behind and he already had that yellow and he decided not to foul. We could see in his mind thinking, do I foul him? Do I not? And he let him go and the guy just like flew by him. Um, so Cornes Cornes red. It's predictable when you put a player who doesn't play defense on a bad on a defense that's like Swiss cheese, then you're gonna have fouls. I mean, he doesn't know how to defend, so he just knows how to. Be aggressive. That's what, that's what we think defending is, being aggressive. So, you know, 
there's not much you can do. Nice. To be honest, I've, that, that was terrible. I mean, that's I've, I've made the same challenge at, at my level. That's the only time I took a yellow card in my whole career. Um, but again, it, it's a far lower level, and I think I defend a lot better than he does. And he's a professional. Yes, he's as an attacker, but come on. Um, I don't know if anyone uh, is in the recording. There's probably some people who've watched Spurs Man City on the Sunday. Deli Ali tries the same tackle at some point at the end of the game where he just jumps on the guy from 20 meters behind him. And there's no way he's going to get the ball. And Courtney knows that the ball's flying away. He's like, I'll definitely get this. And the, the thing is, we know that Courtney is <laughs> quite quick. He could have caught up with the guy as well if he really wanted to, rather than just, oh, I'm fed up with this game. I'm, I'm just going to go off. Um, and to be honest, big debate. Would we have been better off if Marcelo had taken that red card? Probably. Because someone like Jomonde would have come on and we would have had Lukeba and Jomonde as centre-backs and we probably wouldn't have conceded so much. Honestly, I think, I think Bosch must really, really not like Jomonde to, to put Marcelo in no. front of him. There's, you know, and, and I know that we want to be positive and stuff, but Bosch did make mistakes. You know, At some point, you yes. can't call mistakes yeah, mistakes. Um, last week was Mendez. Sergio Mendez didn't want to play really, and he put him as a starter. Um, and this time he put Marcelo. I mean, Marcelo, if he really is that bad, and at practice he's the last one behind the order. You know, he say they always say fourth or fifth. Then why would he put is Jamande worse than that? I mean, I, I don't understand the choice. He's a lack of confidence, I um, think, but it can't be that bad. So it, it turned out to be a mistake, and always hindsight, you know, it's twenty twenty. It's always you look back on it, but here. He he made a mistake by putting Marcelo. Yeah. I think and Mar- if he's that upset that the next day he'll get rid of him and fire him, then he should have he should have not played him or not started yeah. him. That's what, I think Marcelo's a mistake in general. I mean, going back what four months ago, we just signed a two-year contract extension. Um, we're now looking at a situation where he's been forced to train with the reserves due to a. Uh, bad attitude, whatever that suffices to be. There's been reports that he's uh, been playing a lot of golf. That golf celebration looks uh, ironic now. Uh, and the, an apparent, again, I don't know if this is true, you know, there's been lots of things said. He's even taken to Instagram himself to uh, say oh that everything gosh. said about him isn't true. Um, I, I think we, we're led to believe otherwise. But anyway, what the main thing that's been reported is that uh, in an aftermatch speech from Leo Dubois, he uh, he sniggered or smiled, you know, smirked, whatever you want to say, started laughing really, which um, isn't great. Kind of, yeah, you know, you've just lost three 0 You should have been sent off. You've played one of the worst games in Leon club history, and uh, you're laughing after the captain is trying to basically tell you you were awful. So you can understand the uh, the punishment. Now what we're seeing is that Marcelo's contract is set to be terminated. Uh, do you think this is a fair punishment, Tom? I think you... <clears throat> Unless we see the images one day, I don't think we will, but, you know, OLTV always surprised me. Um, there's no way of proving exactly what happened. Sure. Um, is it fair? Well, I mean, again, it's it's... Obviously, there's a lot of people in that room, so they some will confirm, some will deny, uh, and it's their word against his or vice versa. Uh, but when you see the amount of players that have liked his Instagram post, 
you have a feeling that this departure is going to be divisive and that's not what we need at the moment. Um, whether he's an idiot or not, I think we've known that for a few years. Um, I think we, we I'm not going to con- you know, attack his, his intellectual property. It's, it's another debate, but I think he goes along the lines of Thiago Mendes in terms of attitude sometimes. And it's been going on for far too long. I can't believe it's been six years he's been at the club and or nearly six years and we're still talking about him so um at this stage yeah if you'd think at the at at Dubois after you know that type of performance then maybe deserved I don't ever feel like someone being um put out of a job whether it's football or not a football is deserved unless they make a big mistake and this to be fair, should be considered as a big mistake. Not only was he really poor, but his attitude is terrible. So I think there were other ways of doing it. Um, if we're going to put 2 million on resigning his contract, that's 2 million we're not putting on um, Shakiri, for example, who's not confirmed or another player. Um, so I'd rather at least try to sell him. I, I don't know if that's an option. Um or keep him, I don't know when he's, well, it's a two-year extension, so he's not going to be out of contract anytime soon, but, you know, put him in the reserves for a few months, make him, or a few weeks at least, make him know that he's been an idiot and that maybe he'll grow from it. I mean, the guy's, what, 31, 32? Surely that's the type of thing where you grow from that experience and you say, oh, I've been an idiot and I'll come back. And we don't have 50,000 defenders, so Rizani's contract, I think, is a bit rashed. Sorry? He's 34 rash. years old. 34. Oh, wow. okay. There you go. Um, you'd think he'd be better, more intelligent than that. Um, but here we are. I think if the club think that it's it's time for him to move on, then it's time for him to move on. And fair enough. You know, um, it's been a long time coming that you should have moved on. And now the club is stepping up. I'm just worried that there's rumors that other players could be in that bracket of players who had a very poor attitude when I'm seeing the names of our Shirky and so on, I'm a bit worried. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss uh, the uh, the aftermath in terms of transfers later on. I think I speak for all three of us where if that happens, um, questions need to be answered. But as I say, we'll discuss that a bit more. I mean, um, it's, it's the club showing that the bigger uh, as an institution and the players, but I think it's no big club has ever become big by just firing all the bad no. players that's not the way to do it no and it, it doesn't it they might say you know we're doing it out of you know principle of attitude etc spite think, think of the uh, think of the out the the outbreak that it calls among fans i know for me personally i'd struggle to watch this season if we were to, to sell those um those sorts of players you know just because of a bad attitude, it just feels a bit reactionary and petty and well, I was say we'll discuss that in a bit more. Yeah, um, but I mean, if if someone like Bosch then leaves in like three weeks and you've fired half the squad, then you just look like an idiot as well. Yeah, exactly. On someone on a two-year contract, as I say, we'll discuss we'll discuss it a little bit more. I'm sure we've got more uh, more opinions on that, and I'll get yours as well, Jonathan. But uh, just to come to you on uh, Marcelo, Jonathan, obviously. As Tom mentioned, he's been at the club for a while now. You know, last year we were talking about him as 
arguably one of our best players last season. He looked massively improved. He was a leader at the back, you know, big contributions in big games like the San Etienne game. And, you know, going back what to the Leipzig game, we were in a similar situation. It just feels like it's come uh, full cycle, really. And, you know, he's um, probably on his way out now. What's um, what's your opinion on the whole debacle? And, you know, do you find it quite ironic that, you know, within probably a, a year we've come full circle? I mean, well, like Tom said, we'll never know the full extent, I don't think, of what happened in that locker room and how bad it was, you know, how insulting it was to the team. Um, so it's, it's hard to know the extent. But honestly, I thought that was harsh. I don't think – I know Juninho kind of had this itch you know, for a while. Last season, too, there was mention where he wanted to have Awar go out of the group because he wanted to show, you know, that the institution is bigger and, and he wants to show – the style that, you know, if you're not perfect or not exemplary, you're going to be punished. Um, so that's what he wants to show. And he, he wants someone to make as an example. But I don't think that for the current finances of the club to fire a player, which means you have to pay him. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to fire him for a cause. How could you just see a bad game and he laughed in the locker room or he plays too much golf? That's not, he comes to every practice and plays. So I don't know how you could fire him under the law. So I would assume they'd have to pay him a settlement. And so we're going to give money to a player to not play instead of selling him for, I don't know, $2 million to some of the club. I, I don't understand the choice. Um, so, and then we have to replace him. So I, I, I think it was rash, but it was, we're not in the locker room and maybe, and I trust Bosch. And, and if he decided that that was unacceptable, that he had to make an example to the other players and this will change dynamic and everyone will be on board, maybe. But I was really surprised that Paqueta and, and maybe other players and, and Denier, they liked his Instagram post. I mean, it's kind of you know, social media stuff. But I thought that, you know, you're supporting. They kind of showed that they supported the player when he's supposed to be an example of, of not being um, the role model that you want. So it's interesting dynamic. We'll see what the dynamic is in the future. I have no idea. Just... This is not the kind of thing you want two games into your season. So um, I guess time will tell. Yeah, you, you make a fair point. It's, it's all, you can kind of flip that on its head, I guess, and say two games into the season, it's better it happening now than halfway through the season. You know, you can actually do something about it. But again, you know, it's, it's not something you want to discuss in. Paul, have you got something to add? This is what I regret not having Amazon Prime in the dressing room like we'll have an Arsenal. <laughs> It would have been sensational TV. Um, yeah, I. If it was last season and we had the option of having Joachim Anderson before we'd sold him and an extra player, then maybe fine. You know, if we had backup and we had the ability to be able to fire these players, fine. Um, but I think, other than just the financial and the. the the whole sportive side of it. Yes, he's not going to play all that much. I think we've pretty much decided that he's not going to play all that much in the coming weeks. Um, but I think even, I said it earlier, you know, the, the whole posts of Instagram posts and so on, people liking it, means you're going to have a division in the dressing rooms. Um, the players, the Brazilian players, were not particularly impressed with the sale of, of Jean-Lucas earlier. Uh, I don't think they particularly enjoyed the way that Thiago Mendes is being treated either. If you're now going to fire another Brazilian, the likes of Paqueta and Bruno Guimaraes might be pissed off. 
And this might be the chance for them to, I don't think Paquette will jump ship anytime soon, but I know that a few times Bruno has been like, eh, Atletico Madrid could be a nice option or Dortmund and so on. Um, I'm sure someone like Manchester United would be great for him as well. Um, he'd be in a great place. So I just hope that this doesn't divide the dressing room and has an impact on the pitch as well. Yeah, it. I think people look into social media a little too much, really. I think, you know, does a, does a like really mean something? I mean... Yeah, but it's not just a like. I think it's just generally he was liked by other players. Oh, yeah, of like course he, he was. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, he won't have had an impact in the dressing room anyway. I just think people are reading into, you know... It's like, yeah, but like example, if you're at a job and your, your colleague gets fired and he posts on whatever social media and you care about your job, usually you just stay away. Like, you just don't get involved and you let them deal with it. I would never like my colleague saying, my bosses, you know, they don't know what they're saying and I'll tell the truth. I'm just going to stay away from that because that's if you want to keep your job. I just, I think it's interesting that they chose to do that when they could just stay away. I think football, I get your your example and obviously in, I don't know, say an office job or anywhere else that thing's applied. I think in a football club, the idea of the fact, you know, the club can't sack Lucas Paqueta, the club can't sack Jason Denier because of the money they're on, because of their importance to the team. It's like, well, you know, we don't believe in what's happened, so we could result against it. But my point was, I just feel like, you know, it's just an Instagram post, you know, he's going to say what he wants to say. Maybe they won't hear what he wants to say. I just don't. I wouldn't look into it too much. I wouldn't look into it to a fact that Jason Denier and Lucas Paqueta are leading a revolt in the dressing room. I just look at it into the fact, you know, Marcelo's leaving. They've liked the Instagram post. Probably are a bit, you know, miffed off, annoyed at what's happened. But I think everyone will be, you know, three days down the line looking at it. But Marcelo probably regrets what he's done. Dubois probably you know, maybe overreacted in response and just thinking, you know, it's it is what it is. But obviously this has just turned into a, a massive fiasco at the club and I'm sure um, we may get some um, information on it in the uh, coming days. But we could spend all night talking about on this, so I think it's best we move on. Um, if any positives from the game, could you name a top? For me, personally, Awa had a good game. I think he was the only one who really looked like doing anything. Uh, would anyone else make any other shouts or agree with Awa? I, I was going to agree with Awa. And I think, unfortunately, I'm not going to name the account. Um, I think he follows me. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Someone who makes um, video analysis on Twitter uh, decided to pick out that little snippet of our looking elsewhere. I'm not going to name names, but anyone who knows will yeah. know what it is. Um, but he he's, he's took a snippet of Denier passing the ball at the back and he's supposed to be the creative midfielder and he's turning his back on him. And you're like, yeah, our has done that in the past, but Xavi has done that as well and still been able to turn around, take the ball and cross the ball to Messi. I, I'm not saying I was shabby, nowhere near, but I think he's capable of doing it. Um, and he's by far the best player on that pitch. So, I, Lopez, maybe, you know, he had one or two saves. I, don't, I can't really say he had a bad game. Yes, there's miscommunication with Marcelo on that goal, but otherwise, oh yeah, the first one, 
first one's pretty bad because he's he's not cut out the cross. He's just no, touched it and then just left it. Yeah. But five minutes before, I was about to tweet to say he's having a great game. He's made two free saves. He's having a great game. And then, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think the passing out of the back was great. No. From him in general, but obviously, you know, it's um, it's it's easy to look good when you've got Marcelo in front of you and playing. Should we just start playing like Stoke? Just whip it up a feel and a better idea. Hope, hope for the best. But uh, yeah, um, anything from you, Jonathan? Um, I mean, I do think that Lopez mistake. I it's another mistake on him. I know that goalkeepers are treated differently than field players because. Field players make mistakes all the time and a bad pass and a you know, bad choice. But a goalkeeper, a mistake is a goal in most cases. So to me, that was another mistake. I mean, it, it didn't impact us because we lost across the board. But that's another, you know, he either doesn't come out and doesn't touch the ball and he's on his line and there's no goal. Or he comes out when he knows he can get the ball. That's, that's a, a judgment call and he made a bad choice. Um, but I, I, I know Awar was better than the rest i guess a little bit better but it's still a poor performance so yeah. it's just because everyone else was so bad that he was better i mean he didn't create any real chances he didn't get a shot on target that almost was a goal you know so i i just don't i don't think anyone deserves a top for this match no i think that's fair. just batik i'll just give it to yeah. batik because x leon and had a great Management yes. there. Yeah, it normally happens, you know, actually on performing well against Leon. Um, yes, yeah. it's not something we've not seen before. Um, so moving on, I think you know we could talk about Auger all night. It's something that I'm sure we'll be talked about in probably two or three weeks' time, and we're still looking at the um, aftermath of what happened, what happens with Marcelo. But I'm sure we'll discuss that um, later on. But obviously, Leon are in action again this weekend, traveling to Clermont. Looking for Leon's first win of the season, you know, I don't think we're expecting to stay that three games in, but Clermont have two wins and sit in second place. Flying start to the league in season for a newly promoted team. Um, so, I guess really, considering how we've been defensively, you know, Clermont have looked pretty good in their games. I've not watched them fully, you know, in terms of a 90-minute performance, but having watched highlights every week, they look pretty good. You know, they've got a striker who definitely knows where the back of the net is. Um, corners. Very big issue with corners. Yeah, 100%. You know, Leon have had a terrible, terrible record from corners, whether it be scoring from them or defending them. So, uh, that's something to watch out for at the weekend. If you're a betting man, put, put a goal on Leon to concede from a corner. But uh, just what do you guys reckon about Leon's chances? Do you think this hangover from Angers is going to um, impact us badly? Or do you think maybe players have listened and got on with it and, you know, are going to uh, come back in reaction to it, Jonathan? Well, you know, Claremont's on this crazy run. I was looking at them this morning. Um, they have... Five or they played seven preseason matches and they won five of them against Trois, Nantes, Montpellier, and Saint Etienne. And they just beat Bordeaux 2 0 on the road and then they beat Trois at home 2 0 also. It's just it's very impressive. Um, so they're in a great form and they score in set pieces, which is a big problem for us usually. I don't know about this season, but in the past, it's been a big problem for us. Um, either scoring on set pieces or being scored on set pieces. So, um, 
but in, in context, we are still Olympique Lyonnais, and we're still the third biggest budget in the team and or in the league. And Awar alone is worth more than basically their entire roster. If you look at you know marked and whatever, we're, we're supposed to win these games at home. It, this should be a no-brainer beating the newly promoted team at home. It should be a two-nil victory in, in normal world. Um, but I, I don't know anymore because I don't know what the team's going to look like and who's going to start in the mindset of the players. So I'd like to be positive and say, just statistically, we have to win at some point. And so why not win this one? That's a good way to look at it. I guess, you know, if you've got to win at some point, then at the moment, the way Leon are playing, it doesn't look likely. But as you say, it's they're not going to keep losing all season. And, you know, you would expect, you know, especially when fan groups are coming out and saying, you know, the players aren't performing and snow as well they can do. And the fact that they're, they're talking too much and not showing it on the pitch, hopefully there is a response in that. Uh, how are you feeling about the game, Tom? I know that you might know a little bit about them, you know, Clermont's a team. You think they're um, a level of beating Leon with, you know, that impressive re- record that Jonathan's just mentioned? Um, I think... They're still, I mean, we, we mentioned this, I think, either last week or the week before, that France feels as rhythm and so on, still feels a bit like preseason. Yeah. And we always see this every season that um, Angers or I'm trying to remember some of the crazy ones. I think Strasbourg might have been first for a few days yeah, last were. season or the season before. Uh, you can't really vouch until. I'd say mid-September for who's going to be good or who's not going to be good. And even then, you know, Leon would top at Christmas last year. So um, the thing that worries me is, yes, they're, they're, they're confident. And from what I vaguely saw from them last year, it feels like it's continuous and they've brought the same momentum up. And that striker, I'm going to have to find his name, but well, he's bio. There you go. Yeah, He's incredible on corners. Like I, he, he, <laughs> I, I've never seen anything like it. Didier Drogba is the only guy I've got in mind, and he plays for Clermont. Uh, that says a lot. Um, would it be surprising if, uh, like, uh, Crystal Palace decide to buy him before the end of the window? Probably not. But I don't know if Clermont are selling. Um, I, I think the two things we've got to worry about, and the two positives are uh, negative number one: uh, the club is. In disarray, <laughs> put it that way. Depends on how the week goes with Marcelo and so on. Um, I think there's going to be so many changes throughout the week. I mean, we'll probably discuss Emerson later on, which could be a boost, but it could also, you know, whack things around. Corne could be leaving as well. It's going to be a mess before, what is it, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Oh, well, afternoon for us. <laughs> for normal people. <laughs> um, and and so there's a lot, of, a lot of changes, lots going on behind the scenes. I don't know when Marcelo is going to come out with his massive speech, but if I was him, if I were him, uh, and I want to cr- cause real chaos, I'd do it, you know, Saturday afternoon or something, um, or Saturday evening, just so the club is in real disarray before the game. Next, Clermont are confident they know how to play football. Um, you know, I think they were they yes, they are scoring a lot on corners, but a bit like Trois, they're actually playing football. It's not like Lorient or someone who's just sitting deep and actually going for it. 
which in itself is also positive. Uh, I've not analyzed this over too much, but I imagine Leon's vision in the future with Bosch is to be an attacking team, uh, a counteracting uh, attacking team. And so if someone's going to be playing football like Trois, Le Clermont, um, there's a chance for us to go in behind. I was going to say this, but we don't actually have wingers to do that. But in principle, we could go in behind and and you know score counter-attacking goals. Uh, so that's the first positive. And then obviously, on sheer quality, we're better. But what does that is that even useful when you see how we played on on Sunday? No, not really. Not. <laughs> um, so I don't know what the situation is with Denier. If he could play, then great. Um, if Emerson can play great if he's coming um, but I think there's, there needs to be a shift I think someone like Kakri needs to come in because we've never been disappointed on the attitude yes his quality has not always been great um, I'm thinking the Monaco game that we won eventually last year where he was not in the picture uh, and then got sent off uh, but his attitude has always been great and that's what's missing at the moment we need a leader someone to actually show the way. I think Dubois and Attitude wasn't the worst. And I'm quite happy to say that I've not seen his speech yet. Um, I think it might be on Noel TV. Um, but I think his attitude was a lot better than than most players. So we need people who want it. Um, I'm shocked to see there's some things going around about Slimani's attitude being bad because that's one of the players I was not expecting from. Um but if that's not the case, then he should continue bringing his good energy. And we need to show something. You know, get a draw, if anything. That'll, that'll get us at least a point and start re-going in the right direction. Um, are we really hoping for a draw against Clermont? Is it this is it this situation we're hoping for at this stage? Yes. <laughs> I'm just hoping we don't get whacked again, if anything. Three quarters, three headers with just Lukeba sitting on the floor going, oh, I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's not positive um, picture to paint, really. But I'm trying my best. But um, yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, Jonathan did say it can't get any worse, and that's fine. <laughs> we could concede four and play better. That's the way to look at it as well. Yeah, yeah, it 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 works in both ways, I guess. In the idea that you know. Can it get much worse than it did last week? Probably not, but I think anything other than last week is an improvement. So, you know, it's like they've got to improve, really. I don't think it's really the question of will they. They've got to improve because they really... I don't. I think even if they tried, they couldn't recreate that performance. It was just awful all around as we, um, we summarised earlier, but... Hopefully, uh, we can nullify Clermont, whether that be from corners or whatever else. But uh, one thing I wanted to touch on before I get some score predictions was uh, Mohamed Bayo. I know we mentioned him earlier. He's a, he's a Clermont lad, as you would say, in the, the UK, born and bred Clermont, Guinea-Bissau International, you know. Uh, 22 goals in uh, League Bill last season, seven assists, you know, the last league. And um, top, a league top goal scorer signed for Leon, Tino Cadoueri. Um, with the start that um, Bios made to the uh, league season, uh, <laughs> it would have shocked me if Leon tried to do the same thing. But no, in a serious note, he looks a player that could cause us lots of issues. You can play him as left back if you need. 
Find him as a centre forward, play him as a right back. To be fair, he could probably do better than what we've got left back at present. <laughs> but I think anyone if you, could. If you played him anywhere, he would cause problems from set pieces. And uh, he worries me slightly at the weekend, is all I'll say. Um, can we get any score predictions based on that? You know, can, can Bio cause us any more problems than we've already faced? You know, with Ali Cho last week, Bio do the same this weekend, Tom? I'm expecting. Um... One all. I'm not being too optimistic. I know that he'll score a goal, probably a corner. Um, and I'm hoping for, you know, positive attitude. Um, I think if we go, if we start losing 1-0, then we saw it against Angers. Everyone just was like, well, we're just going to be, it's going to be one of those days and we're just going to be terrible. So I'm hope we take the lead and we concede afterwards. I, I, figure it's better that way rather than us conceding first because otherwise it could be another 2-3-0. I, I really don't see the attitude changing radically within a week, especially with the week they're having at the moment. But I could prove me wrong, Leon, if you're listening to this. What about you, Jonathan? Do you see uh, COL getting back on track with three points? Yeah, I'm much more positive. I think we're going to win. I I would bet money on it that we're going to win because we just can't lose again. <laughs> more, uh, we're playing at home. They're, they have some players are going to be more motivated, and I, I have to believe that Bosch. I trust him. He's going to make changes. Maybe he's going to have three at the back, a different system. Um, but I think we're going to win at home, two zero against Clermont. You know, we're a better team just because we're having a little. Difficulty, you know, a month ago during preseason, we had good performances and we looked good. So I think we can't just get bogged down with bad performance. If we get rid of Marcelo, the defense will probably be Da Silva, Lukeba, Denier. Maybe he's practicing, so maybe he'll be there too. Maybe Emerson, that'll be a, a, a much better back five, let's say. And, you know, Kakregi Maresh Paqueta. And so I, I think there's something there. I, I, I still think 2 0 for us. That's my bet. Nice to see some optimism. I'm going to go with my first ever prediction of a defeat on the podcast. I'm going to say oh we lose. You know. I just, I just, yeah, I'm going to go for that. We're probably both. I mean, I don't know at this point. I guess Silvino was like this start. It was better than this. Yeah, it was. I just, I just think in terms of the way the club is at present, you know, there's no certainty over transfers, you know. We've just been told that five players could leave in the space of 12 days. We've got no real promising signings coming in. Emerson's looked okay. You know, Liverpool are reporting that they're still waiting for an improved offer for Shaqiri, so that doesn't look like it's moving. I just feel at present the club just not in a good space and add Marcelo one to that. You know, all this divisiveness that we're predicting is happening in the dressing room as a result, which is probably likely, you know. It's no it's no secret that Leon's Brazilians are all really close. You know, they get on a lot. You know, they probably stick up for each other. As you mentioned, Jean-Lucas' departure wasn't appreciated well and I'm sure Marcelo being fired won't be appreciated in the same manner as well. So... I just don't think the club's a positive place like now. And I just feel that it could continue with a defeat at the weekend. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I'd love them to, but I just, I'm just not positive going into this game because having watched Clermont's highlights, you know, they've got a young striker. 
from the academy coming through. They look a, a team that you know can play football, and they've got the niche in terms of set pieces is where they're dangerous. And you know it's proven already. Leo Margot from set pieces, I just don't, I just don't see us winning the game. Um, in a more positive note, you know we've mentioned Emerson probably three, four times this. Um, this episode, but it does look like he's um, he's coming into the club, you know, alone looks likely. We're recording on Wednesday. He's due for a medical on Thursday. I don't think there's an option to buy in the loan move, though. It's just a standard one-year loan, probably go back to Chelsea afterwards. Um, considering what we were talking about last week with uh, Livan Kazawa, the uh, the main target, Tom, are you, um, are you happy with the signing of em- Emerson? I mean... Between the two, yes, obviously, I think um, there's, there's no debate. I think I expressed myself quite clearly on how I felt about Kozawa last week, that he defends like a goalpost and so on. Um, am I over the moon with Evanson? I mean, it feels like he's not had a complete season in quite a while, uh, which is what worries me. Um, he, Yes, he is you know, European champion with Italy, and fair enough. Um, and Chelsea and Chelsea obviously but again he actually played a role he played in the final yeah, and the yeah. semi-final of the Euros not so much in Champions League uh, but he definitely I mean I'm a big Spinazzola fan so obviously the drop down from Spinazzola to Emerson was was quite harsh yeah. um, I don't think he did terribly and I think he's got you know points of of improvement but also he's got amazing things about him Um I just feel like as a starting left back, um, he, he might struggle to do the whole season, which worries me, knowing that the substitute is Enrique, yeah. uh, who again did brilliantly on the weekend. Our friendly Brazilian who's come for a holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the real positive I'm taking from this is, yes, it's a loan. Uh, I want to see if it's a loan that we're paying for, because it might be... You know, I've just seen Locatelli sign for two years, a two-year loan to Juventus for free. Um, this is Locatelli. We're not even talking about Emerson. This is a top-tier player who's not even getting paid to play for Juventus. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy that it's not Kazawa. Am I over the moon by the fact it's Emerson? Not necessarily, but I think in the circumstances... It's the, probably the best we can do, especially with that kind of deal. We're not even putting any money on the table, maybe a salary. I'm hoping it's not the same salary we paid De Shiglio last year because that was quite excessive for his role. Um, but he's a decent left back. He's actually left footed, which is a you know a change from all the you know right footed right backs we've put on the other side. And he actually, I'm going to say, he knows how to defend, but that's not complicated to compare to Cornet. So. If if Emerson means he arrives and Corne leaves, I'll sign on any day. Um, yeah, I can um, I can understand your uh, sympathetic um, outlook on that, uh, Paul Maxwell Corne, but the, the he doesn't want to uh, leave to go to Burnley apparently, so um, we may be uh, we may be looking a bit longer with uh, Corne. To be fair, who wants to go to Burnley? I mean, come on, <laughs> it's Burnley. Come on, let's uh, let, let's not be that harsh to Burnley. I've uh, I've enjoyed a football game at Burnley before, but um, yeah, as a football club, I'm sure it's great. But if you've got a yeah. choice between Berlin and Burnley, I mean, 
Yeah, I understand, obviously. Burnley, Hereford, Berlin, you know, Berlin's got the nightlife, you know, it's a nice save. Perfect for every Leon player, because we yes. know that they love that rather than the pitch. Sure, but it, it just doesn't seem that's going to happen, so who knows about Maxwell Corny. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on Emerson, Jonathan? Are you, um, are you happy that they're going for this sort of profile? For me, our transfer strategy seems to be, you know, instead of going for a young player that's coming through developing, it seems to be going for the unwanted players, uh, bigger clubs, if you get what I mean, you know, players who are a bit out of favour, are wanting that move to probably a, a lesser club, but still at a decent level in Lyon. Are you happy with that sort of transfer business as well? Um, I mean, I, I guess it depends on the financial situation. Um, I wrote a long thread on Emerson this morning, so I researched everything about him. Um, I also read that the uh, the loan is $2.6 million plus $1 million bonus. So it looks like it's a pretty much a pretty big fee. You know, it'd be like, I don't know about the salary, but that's that's pretty big. Um, I don't think it, maybe Chelsea keeps the salary because they're going to extend his contract, I think, since it expires next year. Um, but so we're paying for it. Um, and what I was impressed with, there's one positive I found of Emerson, which was he has won a lot. You know, I don't know how much it's because of him, but he's been in a winning team. So he has a winning mentality. You know, he won the Euro the Champions League, the Europa League, and the FA Cup. Those are a lot of things to have won in your career. And he actually played a role, I think, the FA Cup as well. It might have been the Alonso year, but I think he actually played a role in the FA Cup. Yeah, he played a role, but didn't play in the final. Um, he played in the final in the losing one against Man City. He hmm. In the Champions League last year, he played against Atletico Madrid, and he scored. And, and then he played against Porto in the first leg of the whole game. So he's had some contribution in the Euro. He played the last two and a half games. Um, I, I feel winner, this, so is a, a great... this is a similar situation to Shakiri, where he's often been in the winning team, um, not had full seasons in quite a while, um, but has a decent CV. Um, but I sort of believe that this is a better signing than Shakiri would have been. I think we discussed it quite extensively last week. Uh, this is something we definitely need uh, a left back more than a winger uh, so I'll back him you know uh, even if it's a bit expensive I don't, we need to know all the details I probably won't ever get all the details because that's not something we definitely disclose as a club Licky probably will do it at some point um, but uh, it's a need me. yeah there you go so that's uh, it's a need we we have and we're filling it with Someone who's decent. It's not Jordi Alba or Alaba or Alfonso Davies, but it's it's a decent signing. I, I did learn something that was the negative about him, which I was surprised when I researched all about him. I had the impression from watching it that he was more attacking minded than he was. Um, his uh, statistics yeah. are quite quite poor. He has nine assists in his whole career and 147 club matches, and then. That, that, that's pretty bad. I, I didn't realize he's not very... He never even had more than two assists in his whole career in a season. So, I don't Positive. know. I, I guess he's more of a defense-minded athletic left-back. I mean, he's still a left-back who's Italian-Brazilian. He's Brazilian, but he's Italian, who likes to defend. Um, and he's tall and athletic. So, that's a good thing. But I was surprised at his lack of contribution on offense. And so, I, I think if you're expecting some Brazilian to be come up and, and help offense uh, on, on offense. I don't think he's the player. I think there were better options out there, but 
let's hope that we saved money on the left back because it's still not that expensive compared to buying a left back outright. And we saved enough money to spend on a star number nine or a winger and really use our money there. So let's stay positive. He's still a winner. He's played on much better, um, very good teams his entire career. He's practiced with great players and, and let's just hope for the best. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a positive summary. I know Emerson's not necessarily the most attack-minded. A, a performance that comes to my mind was against Chelsea in the Champions League for Roma. I think that was something that really um, really put him out there. He scored a really good goal from distance, I think maybe 20 yards or something like that. But I just remember that's like the most positive performance I've seen from him. He looked very attack-minded then, but as you say, when he's coming to Chelsea, chances have been few and far between, a bit like Shakiri at Leon. So who knows? He could turn out to be a good side. I do think he's a good option personally. I don't like the the fee you just mentioned there. I think that's a, a bit excessive for a one year loan. But looking at where we are, I mean, if you put it in hindsight, that's what we we've got for Melvin Barb without bonuses. It feels a little um, a little too much. But again, you know, we spent 60,000 euros a week on Matthew Dishiglio last season, so, you know, we're good at spending too much on loans, but I do think Emerson will be a positive um, addition to the club. Looking at other additions, you know, it's been a bit quiet, you know, Shakiri's gone quiet again, as Moon's been linked. With this real, you know, uncertainty or lack of transfers bother you, Tom? Uh, I mean, we've seen the situation of the club. We've, we've mentioned there a lot today. Um, seeing the performances and what's happening in the back room and so on. Um, it's difficult, I think. Uh, I imagine after every game, the priority uh, for Juninho changes. Um, I think it was quite obvious in the first game that we were missing a winger. Uh, from this week, I think we're missing a whole defence. So then the priorities change and then you need to balance your money to one side to the other. And so you need to decide what's the most important. Um, I think it's difficult times for the club and hoping that with the return of fans and, you know, the club really getting fans back into the stadium, it might help. Um, but I wouldn't expect too much to happen before the end of the window. It's going to be a small squad to go into Europa League. That worries me. Uh, I think that might be a case of hopefully we don't do it, but I think we might have to. It's going to be a prioritization of the league, of the Europa League, unless the club truly believes that with this squad we can go and win the Europa League. I don't think so anymore. I was excited at the start of the season and I'm willing to give Bosch as much time as he wants. Um, but I don't see with this defense how we can go and beat the likes of. Well, Sevilla is obviously going to end up in the Europa League at some point uh, because they always do. But the likes of those teams who are more experienced than our players and know what they're doing and play in better leagues. It's as simple as that. You end up with, with um, I don't know who's the British club, Leicester, for example. Are we better than Leicester? Not sure. Um, no, no, we're not better than Leicester. Not better than Leicester. So... Um, I made a great thread last week about all the teams we could be facing. And honestly, I think there's some teams I'm quite worried about. You know, even the likes of Galatasaray as a, as a fourth option. So 
who knows? I, I don't know if we, we end up prioritizing one competition over the other, and that's not something I want to do. But seeing the squad we have and the likelihood of not getting any more transfers to come in, it's going to be a long season, boys. <laughs> it's going to be a very long season. I mean, I think on the transfer front, you can really look at it one of two ways. Did we expect a lot to happen in terms of, you know, the two transfers that came in at present are Enrique, which I mentioned earlier, has come for a holiday to see his friend, Janinho. And, you know, the Silva's not a bad signing. I don't look at it as a bad sign. I think he's capable. I think he's an able fourth choice. You know? Leader as well. Exactly, especially when you're playing in three competitions this season, hoping to go far as the club would have you believe in the Europa League and Cup as well, specifically. You're going to need players like him, you know, if a young player like Luke Ibarra or Benaya picks up an injury, you want an experienced player like him to be able to come in for a game or two a season, you know, in the, the pressure moments and lead players that may need leading. But I just don't think that the transfer aspects of the club is in any positive way at present and I just feel if if we sign another player on top of Emerson I would be happy at this point because I just think Emerson's good it's a start but they've got to do something else they can't they can't sit here and say that add Emerson to this squad lose Marcelo you know lose Diamonde you know, there's possibilities of other players, which I'll mention after this, you know, the idea of bad attitudes, rumours from uh, RMC. I just don't see it feasible that you can continue with a squad like this. And my prediction, if that occurs, is that Boss wouldn't last the end of the season because I just don't think the club would have the patience. But that's not his fault. That's just what he's been given. So I do think Danino's got to uh, got to do something in, in these next two weeks if he's if he's serious about giving a boss the tools he needs. Um, just before I ask the final question of the podcast, I just wanted to talk about a little bit about those uh, RMC rumours. Obviously, Mendes and Corny, we know their attitudes aren't going to be great. They want to leave the club. I think we're on the side of, you know, leaving the club. Fair enough. We don't really see a future for them at the club. But the three players that you weren't expecting to see that about were Awar, Slamani. And in particular, for me personally, considering the age and the future, everyone believes he's got the club of Shakiri. I know we spoke last week about his attitude and the boss doesn't like that, but he's a teenager, you know, he's young, he's basically still got the attitude of a teenager because he is a teenager. But what what do you feel about the prospect of potentially losing? I know Slamani's probably not the biggest loss based on his age profile and what he could bring to the club. He's probably going to leave at the end of the season anyway on a free transfer. But in particular, Shirky and Awa Johnson. Well, Shirky, I cannot believe that we would sell him. I mean, I do understand the premise that everyone's for sale in this business. And if there was a an offer that cannot be refused because it's so much money, then you let people go that that's the way the business works. But if we're voluntarily letting Shirky go because he's not ready at this time of his career. That's, that's a huge mistake. So, you know, obviously I'm biased. I love Shirky. I just, I don't think he's the one to get rid of at all. There's other problems. Keep him. If he's not ready this season, great. Let him practice the team, sub in once in a while, get better. See you next season. Um, but selling him is, is a huge mistake. Selling Slimani. Okay. I mean, 
it all depends if we get a recruit. I mean, it, to me, Kadewer or Slimani, one of the two have to go. Kadewer is much more marketable because he's younger and has a longer contract. So I would sell him, get some money, and get another striker. Um, Mendes. The problem with Mendes is I don't like him and I want him to go, um, but no one wants to pay for him. And with the amount of money we could get, we're going to get for him if we sell him like a million or two million. That's not enough to get a, a decent replacement. I mean, he's he's better than he than two million. A player of his, you know. So if you're selling him at two million, you're going to get a lesser player in exchange, either a free player or someone who's not very good. So um, I think we keep Thiago Mendes. I think he also his wife is kind of saying they're going to stay now. Um, I think he's going to stay. So and his mentality, he's a ben- he's going to be a bench player. So does his mentality really matter that much when he comes in rarely? Um, I don't know. So to me, the, the, and Awar, Awar is a big question. You hear these things about him all the time in the press. I don't know why they talk about him so much. I know RMC, after food, they, they talk a lot of shit about him. And they're always saying how he's bad at practice or he's not in a good mentality, he doesn't try hard or he's nonchalant or something. But I, I think that we we could sell him with a good offer. I, I just don't know what the market's like for him. If there is a good offer, I think we should sell him because it feels like every year his market value is going down. I, I don't know. It's like a, it's unbelievable. Every single year, it's it's now we're 25 million. We're like, wow, great offer. When a few years ago, that would have been a, that was a joke. So um, I, I trust the, the junior. I just, I, I'm so worried that in 12 days they're supposed to make all these changes and things that are done in a hurry don't usually end up that well. So let's just, um, let's just hope that there's a few good arrivals compensated by the departures that we're expecting, which is Cornet and um, maybe uh, one of the defenders, Marcelo also, and just uh, go from there. I, I don't think we need to lose more players. No, I don't. That's, I completely agree with you. I don't think there's any need to act in a reactionary way and start, you know, holding a fire sale and say, look, Slomani's available for three million, come grab him. You know, Wawa's available for 20 million, come grab him. Jerky's available for a price that he's definitely not worth knowing what he could be worth in two, three years' time, come grab him. So I think doing anything like that would be stupid. I mean, for me in particular, if we were to sell Awar and... Um, in the same window, I'd be extremely annoyed. I would swear, but I, I try not to swear in that sense. But it would bring me to swear seeing those two players leave. Probably my two favourite players at the club as well. And two players I hold in the highest regard in terms of belief that I think they've got a lot of value to Leon in terms of, you know, coming through the academy, the resonate in terms of being from the area. I just don't think it would fit well with Leon fans in general. I think I could understand how are. People know I love Awar and I don't want him to leave more than anyone at the club. But I just feel, you know, his age, where he's at in his career, you know, if the right move comes along for him, I would I would say the time has probably come, but Shirky's not in a position where we should be selling him. Um, what, what are your perceived thoughts on the um, RMC rumours, Tom? Do you think it's a load of rubbish or do you believe there actually could be some truth behind it? I think they they might consider it. I don't think they'll do it, but uh, I think they've definitely there's a chance. And seeing the group, it wouldn't surprise me if 
that much, but there's a chance that their attitude has pissed the club off. Um, does that mean the club start mass selling? I don't think so. I think the finances are quite healthy and Olaz doesn't want to be ridiculous on the European stage. Um, so mass selling isn't the best idea. I think at this stage, I'd rather, because it's only 12 days until the end of the market, I'd rather us keep the bad players uh, than mass selling. Yes, if we can get a sale from Corne and replace him uh, in another position, uh, great. If we can sell Mendes for a good price, great. Marcelo as well. Um, but if we can't, if we don't feel like we've got the time or the money to reinvest uh, and get another player, I'd rather us keeping the quantity at this stage and maybe reconsider in January because Mendes, as bad as he's been at times, I feel like he could be an element that we could use at some point, whether it's a cup, uh, whether it's Europa League. He's a decent professional and has shown glimpse of being better. Yes, he's not shown his best face at the moment, but he's not the worst player we've ever had. And I'd I'd, I'd be okay with keeping him another six months, maybe more, another year, if so. But with how thin the squad is, I, yeah, I think we might have to keep him and other players. And I hope we don't sell, you know, just like Shirky and Awar. I think we can reconsider next summer or January. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you in terms of the Mendes and Colney. I think. I think Colney will leave at some point, whether yeah. it's Hertha Berlin for a lesser fee or Burnley for the original fee we reported. I just don't think Colney is headed in the club at all. You know, there's talks that Thiago Mendes is happy to stay in Leon. Whether it, the club is happy for him staying, I'm not so sure, but they've probably not got much of a choice if there's no interest. You know, he turned down Krasnodar, you know. He would be happy going to Flamenco, but I don't think there's any movement on the loan move or a potential permanent fee. They've got they've signed Andres Pereira in the well, the last few um, last few hours really. So yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like anything can happen on that one. Um, just before we wrap up, just to summarise, I know we're we're not in the best situation as a club at the moment. But what what's your personal feeling about it? Do you feel it's just a, a small phase, you know, that we can wipe over, and you know, in three weeks' time we might be sitting on the back. of wins Emerson, Shakiri, and Asmoon at the club and everything's going to be um, happy or do you feel that this could be a bad season for Leon? Me personally, if we don't get the players that we need, I could see this being a bad season. What are your thoughts on the, the situation of the club and the uh, near future, Jonathan? I think the next two weeks are, are so important. I mean, we, we need a few more players, so we'll find out. Um, I always said, like Garcia said something, the one thing he did say which I criticized at the time, which I agree with now, is you wait until the end of the transfer window to know what your team is like and to make any decisions. You know, we'll see in 12 days or 13 days or how many days are left about this transfer window. I just hear Aramsi now, to, right now, is saying that they're going to push Usain Mawar out. They decided to do that, that they're going to accept offers they weren't going to accept in the beginning of the transfer window. Um, so... I, we have if that that's a huge player to lose if that happens. So I, I, I'm so positive because I trust the coach. The coach knows what he's doing and he's finally working with Juninho and they're a good pairing. So maybe there's going to be a ton of, of players that Juninho kind of had his eye on and been talking to and he can just 
snap the finger and there's going to be formal players. There's rumors about two players at Fenerbahce in the past. There's players, other players that he could just snatch up. And the whole, whole team could change very quickly and Bosch could redo a different, I know, different lineup. So I'm going to wait um, till the end transfer window to, to decide if we're going to be bad. But I'm still hopeful that we're going to be top five. Top five, I think, is a we're set for that. And uh, I'd like to think that our I'd like to think we're above Nice, we're above Rennes, and I think we're above Lille. And so it's only between Monaco and Marseille should be our rivals for the season. And we'll see which one of the three beats us. Uh, they all have issues too. You know, Monaco's at issues. They're probably could be eliminated from the Champions League, possibly. And that would be a huge lot down for them. And they're also going to, they also don't have a good start in Ligue 1. And Marseille is lucky to have four points. Honestly, they could have had less. They could. So I think we're really, we're there. It's just one, two games. If we win against Clermont, we're back in it. And uh, let's just, like we said, stay positive for this season. That's a good summary, I think. Yeah, we, we can't be, uh, we can't jump to conclusions, as I said. I think the next two weeks are kind of telly, but I would be worried if we don't find the place. Uh, what about you, Tom? Do you agree with that view, or do you just feel whatever comes in the club is just not in a good place right now? Uh, I've seen it in better places, um, to be honest. Uh, what worries me is I don't see where Arwa would go because I think Arsenal have just signed Odegaard, uh, which is pretty much like like replacement. Uh, so I don't see where he goes. I know it's supposed to be the Premier League. Um, I know it's not going to be Man City anymore because they just signed Grealish. Um, I just hope for him that it doesn't end up being like a Fakir type of career where he ends up in a second-tier club. Um, I've got no personal problem with Betis, but it's not where a Fakir should be. He should have played a Liverpool um, or somewhere of that standing. So... We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm cautious at the moment and I'll try and be positive at the end of the window once we, we've got all the cards in hand. I think that's the good conclusion. That's a fair assumption again, I guess, you know. We don't want to uh, say, you know, Leona F-U-C-K-E-D in terms of, you know, they've got absolutely <laughs> no chance of being able to... Um, to do anything this season because two games have gone, you know, Marcelo's I don't think anybody wanted Marcelo to leave him this way, to be honest, considering his last season. You know, we all thought he'd um, he'd kind of turn things around, but again, obviously not. It's just it's just one of those things, I guess, and I'm sure we'll we'll see in the uh, in the coming weeks. Has anyone got anything else to add before we finish up? Best of luck on Sunday. Nope, we're good. Let's do it. Let's let's go for Sunday. That's the words. Hopefully, we see three points. More positive podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys.